Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, Kevin. Happy Thursday, Roberto. How are you? you, you great. Thank you. So, hold on, I have to cough. Good. Not well, much better. Such an old guy cough. Too. I know, right? I want to. I, <laughs> I can give you different coughings. I can give you petite. <laughs> I can give you old man. <laughs> Did you like those? Those are my I only do, two. I'm sorry. I just really enjoy your 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 impulse to always improv. I just I, it still shocks me that you weren't an actor longer because you really do have that impulse. I guess it's the directing impulse that really shocks me but. too. Shocks me <laughs> too. You're a great type now. You'd kill it right now. You'll go into a casting room oh, and they'd yeah. be like. That's why everybody knows you, Rob. Whenever we, you guys, listeners, whenever we go anywhere together, Rob, everyone always knows who Rob is. Former guests, they know instantly, instantly. Me, they're like, "Who's this guy? What's who's this? Who's not, this kid?" What's, not true. Nope, not true. true. Somebody time, came up to me yesterday, and who had worked with you at Goodspeed, and was like, "I'm a friend of Kevin Thomas's," and that's how he introduced himself. Oh, that is sweet, Dave. All right. Sure. He's he just did something with you at Goodspeed. Yeah, there are a lot of people. I'm there. sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> then I'm like, oh gosh, I feel like one of our guests, where I can't remember a name, but I'm just like, <laughs> but that's just we'll, all a we'll blur. Cut it out and make it sound like you <laughs> did remember blur. the name. Hello. <laughs> that's what we tell all of our guests, listeners. We're always like, don't worry, don't worry. We'll make we'll cut it, it sound like. Hey, a, yeah. guess what I yeah. saw last night? What did you see last night? Rob? If I could turn back town. Wait, that's your share? Yeah, it's not. Isn't good. it like if I could turn back town? Thank you, Kevin. Kevin, who says I don't do impressions, sits no, on just, all these was, great impressions. It, it was like a goulet share. It wasn't like a. It was I, like, oh no, I can't nope. do it. Try again. No, try again. Try again. Try again. If I could turn back town, no, okay. we'll not going to work. That. It's the worst impression I've ever done. That was really great. If I could find oh. a way, no. So you had, you had fun, as much fun as I'm oh, having. Oh my act- god! Let, yeah. Okay, folks, I'm going to tell you this right now. I know the show did not get the best reviews. I had a blast at the share show. And I'll tell you why. If you go in and you just accept the fact that you're going to see like Bob Mackie costumes and you're going to listen to share music, you're in great shape. <laughs> it is fun. It yeah. is fun. I had a great time. First of all, Emily Skinner plays old Lucille Ball. Like what more could we want? I mean, I mean, I was like at this casting. point, just I'm going to come back and somebody plays Robert Altman, the film director. I'm like, this is like somebody wrote this musical That's specific. for me. <laughs> Somebody wrote this for me. The cast is marvelous. It's really a lot of fun. Don't I? I'm, I'm sick of people saying. Nye, 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 nye. I had a good time. <laughs> I had awesome. a good time. <laughs> Stephanie right, Block should win the Tony Award for Best Actress She's in a so Musical. If she doesn't win it. I'm going to pry it out of the hands of whoever did. And they're not going to do it. How do you think they'll like look at nominating all three shares? I. Th- you know what? I hate to say this. I think they came to a decision on it already. Yeah, I feel like Stephanie Block is a lead, and okay. I feel like Teal Wicks, who because there's three shares. It's her right. at different stages of her Michaela, life. Michaela, Teal, and, and Stephanie. And Block, I feel like yes. they said Michaela is supporting and Teal. Gotcha. Is, I think, I think they made the decision on this already. All I know is that Stephanie's going to be nominated as a lead, and she should be, and she should win. Awesome, fantastic! It's really a brilliant performance. It's uh, not I'm just really a share impression. You actually feel there's right, a human right. being up there. And you, and, uh, 
the Bob Mackie costumes. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. There's literally a ten minute fashion show in the middle of the show. <laughs> Seriously, good. she stops and she goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Mackie," and like all these like people come out wearing all the different outfits, and you're just like, "Yes." That's incredible. I mean, and he designed all, I mean, obviously he designed the, the costumes for this, but the fact that he can, he's done this for so long and to be sort of honored in that way, I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. He did. And I mean, for our listeners, he's also, he was the resident designer on the Carol Burnett show as well. So right, like right. that hysterical gone with the wind curtain right. with the rod hanging out of it. That's him. He's a genius. And would you believe it or not? He actually ties into my favorite thing this week. Are you serious? Yeah. Very I, I just realized that in the moment, in the moment. Bring it. Bring oh, it. Oh, you want to hear the favorite thing? Yeah, let's go. It's right okay. on cue. I want to talk to you about Lolita, my love, that's at the York, but we'll talk about that in a little bit then. Uh, we can talk about that now. I don't... Real, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait, Kevin. You're I'm, absolutely ooh, right. out of order. Let's wait. go out of order. It's good. Yeah. Okay, so, folks, my favorite thing this week was actually introduced to me by a fellow listener. Love that. Right? His name is Thank you. Uh-huh. Adam was like, he goes, do you know about Through the Looking Glass? And I said, I don't know what Through the Looking Glass is. Now, you know me. If it's a campy TV musical from like 19-whatever-whatever when they were still sending telegrams. Yes. I can tell you not only who was in it, what network it appeared on, how many ratings it got. You can sing the theme song. Always. Always. There's a new girl in town. I wanted to sing that to Linda Lavin. The Ropers. Do the Ropers. Do the Ropers. Oh, Rope. No, we talked about the Ropers. Okay, sorry. Ropers is weird. Sorry. sorry. Guys, if you want to see the weirdest theme song out there, go look at the Ropers, the Three's Company spinoff. Ropers starred Patty McCormick, who was in our Richard Rogers concert. (laughs) That's right. But it's literally, it's like a boom, 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 boom. It's like this weird thing, like they're dancing in front of different colored screens. It yep. makes me uncomfortable, Kevin. <laughs> I really needed a trigger warning before you brought that up to me. <laughs> anyway, but he was like, do you know about Through the Looking Glass? And I said, I don't. What is that? Through the Looking Glass is a Moose Charlap 1966 what? TV musical. That's It's Alice in Wonderland, but like a very loose version of Alice in Wonderland. Um it's on YouTube. Like I said, it comes out in November of 1966. The music is by Moose Charlap of Peter Pan. Who gave Pan. us Peter Pan, yeah. And I feel like some other ones that we don't talk he, about. Right, um, right. He died young. You know, he was only 45 when he died. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Um, so I watched it. Moose. Folks, it is campy, campy goodness. The show only won one Emmy for Bob Mackie costume design. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to read to you some of the cast here. Um, J- okay, he doesn't show up in Alice in Wonderland, so explain this to me. Jimmy Durante is Humpty Dumpty. How is Humpty Dumpty in Alice in Wonderland? We have um, a Red Queen, Red King, White Queen, White King. Okay. Okay. Red King is Robert Coote from the original My Fair Lady. Yeah. The Queen is Agnes Moorhead from Bewitched. <laughs> of course. The White. King is Ricardo Montalban, best known as Hervé Villachez's co-star in Fantasy Island. But guess who the white queen is? Who? Nanette Fabre. I love Nanette Fabre. Um, There's also, if you guys remember the movie City Slickers, that cowboy actor Jack Palance or Jack Palance. Oh, yeah. Did the one-arm push-ups at the Oscars. Yes. I'm sure they'll play that clip this week at the Oscars just to remind everybody. He's the Jabberwocky. He looks like some, like weird leather fantasy of like what the Jabberwocky should look like. I'm just throwing it out there playing uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, the Smothers brothers. 
<laughs> so it's like, guys, it's campy goodness. But I want to give a special shout out to the girl who plays Alice because remember, you have to remember this is the golden age, right? Looking this up. Yes. This girl is named Judy, J-U-D-I. One more time. J-U-D-I. Roland. R-O-L-I-N. R-O-L-I-N. Okay. Judy Roland. Um, I've never heard of her before. She's like 20 playing like 10-year-old Alice. Just let that go. She <laughs> is singing. Her voice sounds like it could be heard today. She's like mixing up a storm belting her face off her voice literally sounds like a contemporary voice it's it's kind of incredible i know nothing about her um <laughs> that's, that's that's what you want from a historical show i know nothing about her um it was uh choreographed by tony Sharmley, who we've heard oh. many times from from leroy reams um oh and like i said God. the costumes are by bob Mackie. but uh the the album the soundtrack is available for on for like listening to on spotify and apple music but folks you just have to go to youtube you have to type in through the looking I, glass i'm and looking watch at it, it right now and i know i watched this as a kid you've but seen this, this as a kid is, i think as a kid somehow we did it but was it's, on vhs like it was like they, they sold it to people i and i think it was kind of out there before that weird 80s version came out. Remember that 80s well, oh, we did I, a version of it? Of course. It. Yeah, yeah, of course, with Carol Channing. But um, it, it, it's filmed in front of an audience. I mean, I heard clapping just now. Yes, it's done in front of a studio audience. It's done in front oh. of a live studio audience. Nanette Fabre has uh, – she's like the star of the show, Nanette Fabre. Her, and she should be. And like we mentioned her last year. She passed away. We were so close to getting her on the podcast. She's one of these great stars of the golden age who like decided to have a very successful television career. Exactly. So like seeing her musical comedy work, you, it's really hard to find. This puts it in full display. And the Bob Mackie costumes are legitimately stunning. That's legitimately awesome. stunning so it's let it's like an hour and 20 minutes or so go oh, have yeah. fun go watch through the looking glass adam thank you so much for recommending it it was campy fabulous wonderful goodness fantastic just fantastic. like my life i was just gonna say speaking of you saw lolita my love no i haven't seen it yet i was gonna oh. ask what you thought about the york doing it i was gonna get an opinion well well i, I would i don't know folks i'm like listeners listen. what do you think you know, well, John Barry, who gave us uh, some James Bond scores, and, and among other things. And they decided in the early 70s, let's let's make a musical version of Nabokov's uh, Lolita. So so that that really sings. Doesn't it sing to you, Rob? And, and, I for, mean, the, it, and for those of you that might be like, what is Lolita? It was well, a novel about a pedophile. A, yeah, love, a, sto- a love story between a pedophile with this child. and a 12-year-old girl. Yep. And in order to get closer to the 12-year-old girl, he marries her mother. The mother, yep. And then I I haven't read the book in a long time. The mother either di- the mother dies or he kidnaps the the girl and takes her away from the mother. If you've seen the Netflix documentary Abducted in Plain Sight, by the way, it's sort of yeah. the same thing. Did you watch that by the way? No, I I don't oh my love God, those kinds of things. God, that's so creepy. Yeah. That's just that that movie is so creepy. Once again, it's a documentary. This guy wants to uh, he, he's a pedophile and to get closer to the daughter he uh the girl he's in love with he ends up sleeping and having an affair not only with her mother but also her father oh my it's a true story if you guys want to see something well, really screwed up abducted in plain sight well now Netflix. i'm like well lolita my love the musical now seems oh this like, will be a musical oh, sure i'm some at yeah. some point but so anyway. they made this musical they tried out of boston i've listened to the to the recording they made it into a musical <laughs> and, and you can there's a soundboard recording of the out-of-town boston one uh, alan j lerner was the lyricist uh and it obviously dorothy loudon was in it and obviously it did not it closed out of town 
Um, but York is taking up the mantle and, and doing this production. Um, it has not been seen in any incarnation mm-hmm. since it closed in Boston. Right. And they've, they've had an archivist come in and like reconstruct the score and this and the libretto and all that stuff. I, so the musical theater historian in me goes, I am curious. Right. But I'm also like now. Yeah. And do you yeah. cast a 12 year old girl? I don't think so. I mean, absolutely I think, not. I think this girl is like in her 20s that they've cast. But I'm like, mm. does she look like she's... Tw- I don't know. I'm vi- I'm just... I'm interested. Now, Jim Morgan, who's the artistic director, they just had an article in the New York Times. He said... He goes, we've, uh, he goes, I asked a lot of my female friends if it was okay to be presenting it. Because uh, it makes sense. And he, sa- and he said they all unanimously said yes. Okay. I I I I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 curious to see it. I'm just I'm just interested in in if this is the right time. Yeah, and what and and to know exactly what 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 is the piece? I mean, what are they exactly. it, and and how it's done as well? I mean, it's exactly. not to say I don't want to give any credence to anything that they're doing, but uh, it, it it just depends on what is the message of this story and what are they trying to get out of it? What's the point of musicalizing it or presenting it again? Um, but you're right from a, the, a historical, you know, like some of you want. To, I'm curious about the score. What does it sound like? But as an mm-hmm. artistic piece of, you know, of of work, I don't know. I don't know, Rob. I, I understand the why they're doing it because their season this year is Alan J. Lerner shows, and it's an Alan J. Lerner show. It's an Alan J. Lerner show nobody's ever seen before. So I get that. I'm just like, is this the right time for it? Right. But I'm going in with an open mind because I don't want to criticize something without having seen it. It might be something totally different. And Emily Maltby, Richard Maltby Jr.'s daughter, is directing it. I think it's so, so she, she's a very sensitive director. We shall see. But if anyone has any thoughts and opinions on it, or if anybody's going to see it before we broadcast again next week, because hopefully I'll have seen it by next week, um, we'll, we'll talk about it. But just wanted to throw yeah. that out there. I think it's good when we, we, we talk about contemporary theater as opposed to living in the past. I do know that. So um, much as we do. <laughs> I do know one of, the, one of the actors in it, Robert Sella, and he's perhaps one of the greatest actors I've ever worked with. Like well, Robert's he's, a genius. He's just so special. So was, just the fact that he's a part of it. He plays Humbert. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's 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 a brilliant, 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 brilliant actor. I mean, he he's at ease usually in plays he does, but he's at ease in musicals as well. But I'd be very so at least knowing that that kind of pedigree is as is, is top of the line as far as the acting is involved. Um, I don't know. I'd be uh, I'd be curious. And you can find this on YouTube if you if if you're looking for it. We did um, a concert a few years ago at Fifty Four Below called Broadway Bound, and it was songs from musicals that didn't that were coming to Broadway didn't make it to Broadway. And Jim Walton from Maryland, who was a former guest of ours, he sang the title song, which I have to say is a gorgeous song. But yeah. watch the watch him sing it once and then wait, because Jim is actually a fabulous impressionist, and then sang the song again with every couple of lines being a different impression of his. <laughs> I forgot he did that. <laughs> he did Paul Lynn singing Lolita, which was actually yes. kind of I mean, amazing. where are you ever going to see that? <laughs> <laughs> at, at the York. That's yes. how Robert's playing, and he's playing there it like it Paul Lynn. There it is. <laughs> Lolita. <laughs> Let's get in the car. <laughs> Sorry. Kids. Oh, that, now the song Kids would make sense in the show. Um, Stop. Okay. Stop it right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So tell me, tell me, what's your favorite thing? Well, I have a soundtrack today. Because you said soundtrack, I'm assuming you mean a movie. Uh, that is exactly correct. I still correct, correct any 
friends, students, acquaintances, strangers on the street. And when they say, oh, I love the Hamilton soundtrack, I'll be like, excuse me, excuse me, sir, sir, sir. It's a cast recording. We don't call Broadway shows soundtracks. Okay. Excuse me, Lynn? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, he knows. <laughs> so mine is from uh, the, go- the 90s. Uh, this was a golden age for a certain uh, studio, um, that being uh, Disney. Disney. Of the Disney musicals that were done. In fact, it has been announced that this uh, movie musical will be done in the Delcourt Theater this summer, 2019, and it's a Disney film, which surprises me that that will be in the Shakespeare in the Park series. Are we going from zero to hero? <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> well, tell me. I love Hercules, the movies. Uh, I love the soundtrack even more. Uh, full disclosure, I worked on Disney Cruise Line in 2003, 2004, and I was in Hercules, the muse, Nicole. See, they spelled it M-U-S-E. Wait a minute. I, I didn't know this. Yeah. Yeah. Disney Cruise Line did a version of like a, like a 50 minute version of the musical, which of course is what, I mean, they're probably going to use the blueprints of that to make a bigger version, of course, but it's different. I mean, it's David Zippel and Alan Menken, who are the writers that are still going to be working on this new version and adding more songs. But when I worked on the cruise line, yeah, it was a full version of the musical. Uh, it was a much cheekier, sillier version, very, very, you know, bare bones, but all the songs were there. I sang Go the Distance, uh, you know, and it was... It was it was fun. I was the young Hercules before he gets strong. Just to clarify, is there's that was definitely not me, um, but and it was fun. Uh, but I'm excited that it's going to be making its comeback in 2019 and uh, outdoors at the Shakespeare in the Park. Uh, but this 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 score only has like six seven songs on it. But I think all of them are really great. I watched the movie to do research before I went to Disney World, of course, and I was struck by how great the songs are. Alan Menken, we must remind ourselves, has something like eight Broadway shows, you know, to his name, including Little Shop. And he's, he's he's a great, great composer. I think he writes a great song, and not all of his shows are hits, but the ones that are hits are huge hits. Listen to Debbie Gravitt's Alan Menken album. There you go, right there. Uh, and David Zippel, who wrote the lyrics, you know, he wrote City of Angels on Broadway and Goodbye Girl. Uh, and then the orchestrations also are by Broadway greats. Danny Troub, who's been around forever, and our former guest, Michael Starobin, he's mm. the orchestrator for this. But what I love about this soundtrack is that there's so much Broadway talent on it in the 90s they always were using broadway people i feel like they don't use the stars as much anymore you don't hear you know kelly o'hara on a on a big huge disney film you want to i mean anika nani rose was in you know in the, in the one disney the Frog, prince right yeah but that was a couple years ago but and i was remember thinking thank goodness you know that's about time but this has even the muses they first they approached the spice girls to do the muses but the spice girls had scheduling conflicts because it was the 90s uh and so they they turned instead to a more gospel flavor because that was really great storytelling so they Get these muses. We have Shel Freeman, the Acid Queen from Tommy. We have Lashans, you know, casual Tony for Color Purple. Lilius White, Tony for the Life. And then one of my favorites, Roz Ryan. She's the one, if you remember, <laughs> listeners. I know I Roz said, Ryan. In the front row of Violet and cried my eyes out in the 2003 concert version at Playwrights. She's the one when I couldn't get up out of my seat. She just said, oh, baby. Well, every time I hear her sing, I just hear her saying that to me. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Like a mix of pity, wonder, 
And also like, oh, I guess this is what we do this for. <laughs> but <laughs> what are you doing? What's wrong with you? But anyway, but she, but they sound incredible on these songs like The Gospel Truth, Zero to Hero, A Star is Born. Uh, they're so much fun. Roger Bart, Broadway's Roger Bart, who was in The Producers and Young Frankenstein, among many, many, many other things. He sings Go the Distance. Danny DeVito sings his song. And, and Susan Egan, who uh, has been living happily on the West Coast for many, many years now, um, I think near where you're from, actually, Rob. But mm-hmm. she was the original Belle in Beauty and the Beast, and she was in that hit musical Triumph of love uh, and among other things, but she is the voice of, uh, she sings uh, the, I won't say I'm in love in this uh, Meg Megora. I so, almost uh, hit my car once. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so LA. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a true like, story. I almost hit it with my car on, once. Let's hit so-and-so with my car. Uh, and funnily enough, uh, when they did the Spanish version of Hercules, uh, R- uh, Ricky Martin is the voice of the speaking voice and the singing voice for uh, Hercules. So I think that's pretty cool. But uh, if you haven't listened to Hercules in a while, I just recommend it. It's It's got great Broadway pedigree in it, and you can't stop tapping your toes and hum along to it the whole time. It's really fun. That's amazing. I'm, I, you know, I haven't seen it in the longest time. Now I want to go watch it. The they're worth it. Revisiting those old Disney, old Disney films, old, I mean, in quote, in quotations, it's but in the well, 90s films, they're great. They're fantastic. You know what's so funny? I feel like after The Lion King, I stopped watching them, like when they were coming Same. out. I don't know why that was. I went to college. I mean, I, I stopped watching because I was, I was moving on to Ragtime and Parade and to, you know, the maybe more. Was it. Maybe it felt like too babyish. Intelligent musicals. Yeah, yeah no, really. Yeah. And now as an, as an quote unquote adult, but looking back on the form of them and the writing of them and the things that we know now, I really respect and appreciate the work they're doing. And, you know, music, movie musicals would be all but gone if it weren't for Alan Menken and Howard Ash- Ashman. It makes you wonder where we would be today if oh. it weren't for them. How oh. one writer can make such a difference or two writers. Yeah. So, and if Howard Ashman had lived longer. Had lived. Oh, my right. goodness. Yeah. Yeah, Lost. yeah, 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 so, yeah. So, what but a, I'm happy for this. Yeah. And it's going to be at the public. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That, at the cool. Shakespeare in the Park. I just think that's an interesting partnership. Uh, it's more mainstream uh, for, for them to do at the Delcourt than, you know, Twelfth Night by Shana Taub. So uh, it's interesting. And they better me. do – guys, I want to see Hercules. Don't give me this like there's one trunk on stage and they're all wearing mime makeup and there's no, there's no band and they're all beating sticks. I don't want that. I like Hercules. Oh, my gosh. It was. It was. I remember performing because when you in the Disney Cruise Line, you had to not only sing your solo, which actually was a really hard song to sing. Then you had to dance and all the numbers and the dancing. Let me tell you, it was Disney aggressive dancing, and I re, I've never danced like that in my life, and never will again. I, do you dance? I I could move when I had that muscle in my head, like to to pick up choreography after college because we took dance so much. I could pick up choreography. Did I ever feel comfortable in my skin doing it? Never. Did I did I realize at a young age that I'm going to do singer actor musicals and focus on that? Yeah, I did. Would I recommend that to my students? No, no, I wouldn't. But it it really I put my focus on scene study and acting and trying to be a better you know work on those two things if I couldn't do the third very well, which was the dancing. Oh yeah. Now, oh, I must yeah. ask you, is this like your impressions where you're like, oh, I don't really do impressions. I don't really dance. And, and then, then you you're like, down and you're like, oh, he's Fred Astaire. I mean, Great. I could, I still took all the dance training. So like I can, I could go to a bar class and have, I, I enjoyed bar class. I could do all of that stuff, but you're not going to see me do a triple pirouette anytime soon. And do it, it and now. It is, do it yeah. now. Mm, I'll do a little tour jeté right over there. You can have it. Great. You're welcome. Scare your whole wife. Scare your family. <laughs> Scare everybody in the house. But I love seeing good dance. I love good. I love dancers. I, I have nothing but respect. I teach a lot of dancers to sing and, and get comfortable with their voices the way that I could never get comfortable with my movement. But oh, yeah. maybe you can teach me how to how to sing as I am a dancer. 
I like that. As you are a dancer. As I'm primarily known as a dancer. That's true. That's true. It's on your website, isn't it? It says like director, musical theater historian, dancer. Dan- it says dancer. Oh, dancer. Right. It lists all my credits with New York Ballet. And then it's like he also does, you know, right. historical stuff, you know. But I'm, I'm going to dance Giselle uh-huh. next season. I'm very excited. I bet. They say I'm the best at it, but I don't know. We'll see. You just got like you're light on your feet, Rob. What can what can you say? You're very what light on you, your feet. What if I came into our next interview and I'm wearing like a sweatband and like ballet tights? Yes, I, I if you came to class like that, I, I would I would enjoy that. Or even a 54 below concert, <laughs> just coming right in. Say, it's me. I'm here, everybody. And a cutout tank top that says I can't. I have rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> would you still be my friend? <gasps> Always, Rob. Always. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. I'm in fifth position. <laughs> How many positions are there? Is fifth the last one you can get into? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, then I'm going to be in seventh position. First, second, third, fourth, fifth. Yeah. No, I'm going to be so good. There's a seventh position. You can, gonna... It's like golf and there's like, I, well, there's, there's 19 holes on this course. Yeah, oh, I'm my. sorry. I just talked sports. Sorry, Rob. That was a sports joke. In golf, there's only 18, 18 holes. holes. Then, okay. I'm just making sure. I just, you know, never know. There's a birdie. There's a right. handicap. Under par. There's what, a putter. Oh, yep. Good. There's a... Putter, a nine iron, right. an, a, a nine and iron. And we'll see you next week, everybody, for another episode nine of two five iron behind the curtain. Broadway's living legends and Rob figuring out what golf is. Actually, what? I used to love. I wanted to be a professional golfer when I was a kid. Are there four clubs? Rob, don't make me hit you. Putter, nine iron. Putter. You, there's actually you have to. There's only like something like I think 14 or 15 clubs allowed in your bag for professional use. You, but there are irons that are like second two iron, three iron, four iron, five iron, six iron, seven iron, eight iron, nine iron, pitching wedge, sand wedge. You've got your one wood, your three wood, your big driver, big Bertha. You got your five wood because you can hit your five wood on the fairway. You've got your putter. You've got your chipper sometimes. But there's a regulation that says you're only allowed to have a certain number of clubs. I think I, it's like nine, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. My, I, someone is going to yell at me, but it's like fourteen or. 15. I know someone who used their five wood at the club and wasn't allowed back anymore. <laughs> I knew Is this gonna the same thing? Like I have questions. <laughs> All right. Go. Well, <laughs> you're welcome, everybody, for that lesson in golf. I didn't know and any of this. Rob's tangent. Yes. Well, hey, it's good to know. I you used know to go miniature golf. golfing. Not the same thing, right? I used to design miniature golf uh, courses when I was a kid on graph paper. Do you have any I, of them still? No, God, no. I don't have any of that stuff. No. We should do a Broadway miniature golf course. Oh, yes. I don't know what you would do, but like you try uh, to hit, like you try to hit the ball into Merman's mouth. Yeah, like Carol Channing is like in the windmills, just going around. Oh yeah. Oh. oh no, it's like Donna McKechnie, but her legs and arms are the are the That's windmill. Good. Yes. That's it. Carol Channing, you hit me. <laughs> like <laughs> if you if you get a hole in one, you like you hit it right on the spot. I like you that. You hit good. me. <laughs> okay, just throwing out ideas, folks. I, but we'll we'll do that at Broadway Con next year. We'll set yes. up the miniature golf at Broadway Con. The kids will love it. That's actually not a horrible idea, but yes. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and a great weekend, everybody. And enjoy the Susan Stroman interview. I really that was one of the best interviews we've had. No disrespect to anyone else before, but I just walked away from her thinking, man, I wish I could be in the same room with her someday and work with her. Because boy, what a what a lady. What a sweet, sweet yeah. person. So kind yep. and so accommodating. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're absolutely right. And we got some other fun people coming up. And then next That's week. Good. You will hear an episode of the set still wet. Love it. Set still wet. Um, and it's going to be Julia Murney. Love that. Julia She's Murney. Fun. Yeah. She was fun. All right. Till next time. Have a great All weekend. Right. Enjoy the Oscars too. 
Uh, yes, that's right. Have fun, everybody. Yay, bye. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.